It's Sunday, February 12th, 2023. You're listening to episode three of Wes and Shelley Share, The Wild Robot, coming to you from Matthews, North Carolina. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, Shelley. Oh, really? Is it Super Bowl Sunday? I had no idea. It is. We have a new tradition. Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner because nobody is at the restaurant. And we went to the Southern Pecan, which is like the first really, well, it might have been the first restaurant I ever went to here in Charlotte. Or maybe it was a, it was the second night, but anyway, it's a very, very nice place. And yes, we are, although, you know, we have family that are Kansas City Chiefs fans. We're not huge football fans, so... A great night for a dinner out. Why did you title this episode The Wild Robot? Well, because that's my book for this one. So we've done two books that were um, favorites of our children. And then I have um, a favorite book series called The Wild Robot. It has um, two books in the series. And it's been my favorite to read to students okay. the last few years. So I'd so like to talk about for it. people who might not have heard our first two podcasts, um, how would you describe the uh, Wes and Shelley Share podcast? Although we can read, should we read the official description? Sure. Why don't you read the official Wes and Shelley Fryer share about outdoor adventures, healthy life habits, parenting and marriage, navigating the opportunities and challenges of the empty nest. But we're kind of, we're going for 30-minute shows. We have Wander and Wonderlinks, which actually, I don't know, do we have those? Well, well, I guess it's not a Wonderlink. I just wanted to talk about my book. Yeah. Well, and so we're having a theme, really, with a picture book each time. Um, well, a book, a children's book. A children's book, right, that relates in some way to our lives. And uh, what are we going to talk about tonight in the episode on the five-year plan? Yeah, I think we're going to share our five-year plan. So um, just some of the things that um, there was a podcast that you were listening to, and they had done this, and um, we thought, man, that's kind of a good idea. So yeah. we did some brainstorming about some of the things that we would like to do in the next five years, and then, um, you know, we spent some time just thinking about the books that we love to read. So mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So that's what we're going to do tonight, and we're excited because our daughters have agreed to record outros. So I think we're going to have Sarah's outro. Tonight at the end. So as Shelley said, this was inspired by um, a podcast that I really found through a YouTube video I watched. And it was uh, recommending homesteading podcasts. And so this is called Roots and Refuge. And their episode three is called Five Year Vision. And they actually live down in South Carolina. And so we'll do a shout out to them. And um, this idea of basically... Dreaming together, but also, you know, I've known for a long time that writing down your goals and your dreams has power and make those things visible. And so as we're here in the empty nest in this new season of life, it's definitely good to think about the things that we want to accomplish and do and just the dreams that we have. Because life is short, believe it or not, and we want to live the life that we have well and have things to look forward to because we've learned that really adds to the joy of life, whether it's looking forward to a trip or to a meal or, you know, whatever it is. Right. I think it's always good to be looking forward to something. Absolutely. 
That's part of hope. So tell us a little bit about the wild robot first. That's our our show theme. Um, how did you discover the wild robot? We want to do it first. Um, honestly, I don't know how I discovered it. I mean, I love reading um, science fiction. Um, science fiction and fantasy. I think one year I was deciding that my classroom theme would be robots. And so I started looking for books. I love reading aloud to my students. It doesn't matter what age or stage they're in. I just love reading out loud. And so um, I came across this book by Peter Brown, The Wild Robot, and um, just fell in love with it. I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's um, it's about technology, but it's also about animals and the environment. Um, and so it just really related with a lot of the things that I was trying to do in STEM. You know, I, um, I love technology and I love robotics, but I also love um, creation and animals and nature. And I'm a real nature lover. And so I just really like the way that um, this book brings the things that I love together. We should do a, sh- uh, a show about robotics, actually, because I loved how you and Michelle had that project of mm-hmm. create a, an an well, was sort of a biomimicry. Sure, robot. biomimicry, uh, uh, an animal that, that lives in the in the um, the wild, and they students had to research its environment. And so watch that videos it would, of actual yeah. scientists and roboticists. Mm-hmm. Who did. Yeah, Let's there do was a sh- program on um, National Geographic, I think, yeah. about. Well, and and so I started to read that last year with my students. Well, it's really cool from to me from my perspective is how artificial intelligence plays into that because the main character of the book named Roz is a robot and she becomes sentient in the course of the mm-hmm. of the book but it's a it's a trilogy well, right she no it's a just two um the wild robot escapes is number two yes yes um and it really she just out grows her programming. I mean, in fact, the the areas that I've just recently highlighted, I've just finished the second Wild Robot Escapes um, just this week. And um, and she really just outgrows. It's about a robot that um, there's a hurricane and their ship crashes. And so she um, is stranded, the only she, surviving robot on, the, yeah, yeah, island, on an island that does, doesn't have any humans and it's only animals and nobody knows the island exists. And so and she, she learns to speak animal. She learns to speak animal and she becomes one of the animals. And she, becomes and she does this by becoming wild. And so mm. first she observes and then, and mm. it's the whole story about, and she becomes a mother. Yes, she um, adopts a, a goose. Um, named Bright Bill. He was an orphan. He was an orphan. And um, anyway, it's just about her becoming um, mm-hmm. who she is. But as we are hearing, of course, much more about artificial intelligence these days, you can't turn around without a news article about ChatGPT from OpenAI. Um, it, what, a couple of years ago in Sunday school, we actually read a book about AI and ethics. Um, there's really a lot of of important thinking and conversations that we should have, and even decision-making and, you know, potential for laws. I mean, it's hard to anticipate things, but anyway, this is a... Science fiction anticipates the future in a lot of ways, but I think this is a really positive book 
that is about AI and robots, but it's also about humanity well, and kindness. And and it's, you say that, and that's exactly what I just highlighted. This is towards the end. And Roz, of Wild Robot Escapes. Of Wild Robot Escapes. Um, and she's um, talking to her maker for the very first time. The person who created The human. person that created all of the robotics. Right. Um, and then this is Roz talking, and she says, Although I could speak to the animals... They didn't trust me, said Roz. So I tried to win them over with kindness. Animals ran for me and laughed at me and attacked me, and I always responded with kindness. It was a good strategy, but the real key to my survival came in the form of a gosling. When I adopted Brightbill, everything changed. I was finally accepted by the animals. I was surrounded by friends and family. I was home. Am I the only wild robot, said Roz. I don't know, said Dr. Mulvo. Many defective robots have returned over the years. It's possible that some were like you until we destroyed them. Will you destroy me? The woman sighed. Roz, people are afraid of you. They saw you fleeing through the city and they think you're dangerous. They want to know danger is gone. And so when we're finished speaking... I will have to destroy you. I'm not dangerous, said the robot. That part of my programming has never failed. Even if I wanted to be violent, I could not. Have you ever wanted to be violent? No. Every problem has a peaceful solution. Violence is unnecessary. Hmm. Anyway, it is. It's about, you know... um, Deep themes. Deep themes. Really deep themes. I mean, it's not... um, It's something that my third graders definitely related to. Mm -hmm. I think my fifth graders um, also relate to it. But me as an adult, you -hmm. know, I I see so much perspective and and, um, the life that we are and... And didn't you say there was some that you read recently about identity and struggle with identity? Or what were the things that you really resonated with? Well, and here's another section that I, um, it's a couple pages later. Quietly, Roz asked her designer, what is my purpose? I'm sorry to disappoint you, Roz, but you don't have some grand purpose. Like all Rosam robots, you were designed to work for humans. That's it. The robot thought for a moment, and then she said, I once suggested to a group of wild animals that my purpose might be simply to help others. The designer thought for a moment, and then she said, when you put it that way, your purpose does sound rather grand, doesn't it? Mm. So, I mean, she's she's seeking purpose for her life. That's right. You know, she's seeking um, identity. She, Where do I fit in? Where do I fit in, Mm. you know, into this environment? Yeah. Wow. Well, and, you know, we're not, as far as we know, you know, having artificial general intelligence yet, and there's debate whether we we will. There are some people that think we'll have it in 12 to 18 months, others say five years, others say longer than that. But I have had the experience now working with ChatGPT and interacting with it. This was a few weeks ago. I was trying to write some JavaScript, which I don't know how to do. But ChatGPT knows a lot of JavaScript. Um, I had this experience of interacting with an algorithm, you know, with 
with a with code in a way that I never had before. And one of the things I've wondered about AI is what might be emergent from it. Right. You know, because it's very interesting. We're very sort of techie, geeky people, but we're also, you know, people of faith and, and believe in God and follow Jesus. And, you know, theologically, we have understandings about right and wrong and what we're to do and not do and about grace and forgiveness and love and and things like that. And so anyway, it's a it's an interesting question to think about with these artificial intelligence algorithms that are that are being developed to learn like Raws. Mm-hmm. You know, is what will be emergent and and you know science fiction continues to just portray them as they're going to destroy humanity they're going to be evil they're going to see you know humans as parasites and all this but i think it's just so cool that this book and i've only read the wild robot um you know is so approachable for kids and to be clear it's not a picture book the first no. the first two books we've done have been picture books but it's still a children's book but it's really deep and it's very contemporary in terms of the issues that it talks about. And I, I think it's... I love this, too. It says, I didn't choose to be this way, said Roz, but this is who I am. You would be wild, too, if you had been born and raised in a wilderness. Maybe I am defective. Maybe everything I've experienced is a result of a glitch. But if so, what a beautiful glitch. I have my own thoughts and feelings. I made a life for myself. I have a son, Brightbill. Somewhere out there right now wondering if he will ever see his mother again. Mm. Wow. Dr. Malvo, you don't have to destroy me. You can fix me and I will return to my island and this city will never see me again. I promise. Mm. And there's so many questions here about rights, you know, even for animals mm-hmm. is, a, is a big issue. But, um, you know, what... Wow. Yeah, so anyway, it's just a beautiful story. And um, it's just a a story of becoming and a story of love, you know. um, Survival. Survival. Adventure. um, Family. Yes. Well, Um, and that's what I was going to say is that whole theme of family, um, you know, we've had some house guests for the first time outside of our, you know, immediate family. and. And significant others of fam- of uh, our children, and uh, I was struck you you know last night uh, with one of them just you know saying thank you so much. This felt like family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a high compliment. It's a high compliment, and you know what? When you're far away from home, yes. she's a um, dual language um, teacher at our school, and from Columbia. This is, yeah, from Columbia, and this is her first trip to the United States, and this is her first, you know, job teaching here in the yeah. United States. I mean, she's taught in a before, very and, situation. and, um, anyway, she's just, you know, she's craving family, yeah. and so, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. Family is important. Yep. And family doesn't necessarily mean biological family. No, absolutely. I mean, we know that. I mean, we have so many family that we've adopted into our family. And people have adopted us. It's interesting that our daughter, Sarah, um, has a friend at school, um, her friend Jennifer. And 
um, I think, you know, who has become family and like a sister to Sarah. And so in our family dinner, Sarah invited Jennifer We had over. a Zoom dinner. We had a yeah. Zoom dinner. Right. And, Last you Sunday. know, and, um, you know, Sarah told Jennifer, I, I just want, you can be a member of our family. We're going to adopt you into our family. And Jennifer's like, what does that mean? I didn't you know, know that. but yeah. And it's like, and Fu was you there. know, sure, we have our son, Fu. That was Alexander's friend, best friend from since sixth grade. And, you know, we have Simon, who's a friend, and Eric, who's family. I mean, we just have so many family that have spent time with us. And, yeah. and a lot of that is thanks to you, honey. I, I mean, a lot of that is because, you know, you cook for people and you love to share food with people and and it's a legacy your parents have set up for us your mother and father who um you know would invite people over danielle and um it's just i think it's a wonderful thing that we are able to open up our house and create family around us no matter where we are and um make sure that everybody has a place to go well that's what we're in the midst of so okay well we've gone a little bit beyond the 15 minutes for halftime so we pause for a short word from cook with wes this episode of wes and shelly shares is brought to you by cook with wes Cook with Wes is my, Wes Fryer's, personal passion project, sharing lots of food photos, a few recipe videos, lots of barbecue and smoked meat adventures, and many other recipes from my indoor and outdoor kitchens. You can find all our family recipes on food.westfryer.com and follow Cook with Wes on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on Mastodon, and really, why not, since Twitter has become a bit of a dumpster fire, you can search for the hashtag CookWithWes to find my latest food shares there. Well, I did start a separate YouTube channel for Cook with Wes, but I've continued to post most of my cooking videos on YouTube on my main channel. You can access the complete playlist at wfryer.me cook. Thanks for tuning in to Wes and Shelly Shares. I hope to see you on social media on one of the channels for Cook with Wes. All right, we're back from halftime. Who got you the Wild Robot books, Shelley? Yeah, so um, this is the year I think Alexander was home for COVID, um, maybe before that. But Alexander got these books for me for did Christmas. Did he find them or did you tell no, him? No, I already had them. It was, you know, in our family now we have these Amazon wish list things mm-hmm. and everybody puts out their wish list and then you get to pick, you know, from that list. I think it's actually a pretty ingenious. Everybody gets what they want. It's still a surprise, you know, there's things of various costs. Anyway, so Alexander got these books for me. Mm, off your so. wish list. Yeah, after my okay. Amazon wish list. All right, well, that was the Wild Robot AI and Family. Uh, let's talk about our five-year plan. So, And I did put this on your phone if you want to bring it up. Oh. I shared it with you. Let me find that. So um, we we there's a lot of things. There's probably... There's probably 20 things on this list. Yeah, we don't have to read all 20. That'd be boring. Well, I think that we'll editorialize on some of them. So uh, we have some medical bills to pay off. We have some credit card debt to pay off. Yes, that's always important. Those are things we've done before, paying off debts, and that's kind of the season that we're in. Um, I think we have a few things. Um, home improvement, I know that's always important for well, me. Well, let's just but... go down. Let's go down. Okay, well, yeah. We don't have to read them all. But, but I think it is good. No, this is for us, too. To, we'll listen to this again. We'll reflect on this. This is 
We don't have to editorialize on everything. No, but, I mean, come on. They don't want to hear our whole list. But, five-year plan. These are the things I'd like to get done with the house so that we can enjoy them. We always say this. We always say we're going to do these things to the house so that, you know, we can enjoy them before we, you know, have to have it ready to sell again. Which we have no desire anytime soon to move again. No. But, no. But um, definitely the bathroom needs to get be updated. The, the I think master that, the master bathroom. Yeah. You want to paint updated. the master bedroom. I do. I want to install, an, and this is probably soon, an electrical transfer switch so we can hook a generator up. Oh, and yeah, I want, that's the top of my list. That's mine, and I, I want to and I want to get a two fuel generator. A two fuel generator. Costco has them for about a thousand dollars. It can run off natural gas, um, or off of uh, unleaded gas. And uh, hey, we all need to be prepared for natural disaster. And one of the most basic things we need is electricity. And hopefully, I mean. In Syria, the death toll is over 30,000 right now. It is crazy. It's really hard. We were talking about that today at church, you know. And we're just fortunate here in the United States and here in specifically North Carolina that, I mean, if we do lose power, it's usually for just a few hours. And as as um, one of our pastors was saying, then we, you know, grumble for Duke Energy, who's our energy company, to get that fixed soon. And, you know, and usually does. But in, in Turkey and Syria... You know, these things aren't coming on and, and being restored quickly. But right. anyway, emergency preparedness, we could, we could do a whole show about that. But I, I want to do those things. Right. Well, one thing I do want, and we can add this to our wander too, because we do love to wander and have adventures. But Wes and I would really love to have a travel trailer. Yes. I mean, this is why uh, one reason we moved to North Carolina is because we're so accessible you know, within a few hours of the beach and the mountains, and, and we would really enjoy a trailer. I mean, we had a pop-up trailer for years when we lived in Lubbock, Texas, when our favorite thing at the end of school. we paid $500 for it that. It was from a neighbor who no. was like from the, uh, from the 70s, and it had been in a garage the whole time. It was yeah. like in perfect condition. It was. But we would, the favorite thing was school would be out, and we would hop in the trailer and drive about six hours to mm-hmm. eastern New Mexico to... Uh, areas around Los Alamos, Jemez Springs, um, what were the names of those other places? Holy Ghost Campground. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. Cimarron. Did well, we ever go to Cimarron? I mean, we never camped there, but we mm-hmm. drove through to Red River and, and Eagle's Nest mm-hmm. and um, Some Taos. Some awesome things. You know, we so just great love memories. those areas. So I don't know that we want a pop-up trailer. No, no, we're done with that. Yeah, Shelly did. Trailer. I mean, we've and then we were, we had a season of of tent camping mm-hmm. and blow up mattresses and beds and, but yeah, no, that's definitely and, and that's that's on the five year plan. I think on the yeah. ten year plan we'd like to have a mountain cabin, but in the five year plan, we want to get a used trailer and maybe one that's refurbished. Our friend Tammy mm-hmm. Parks, in Howe, Oklahoma, in southeastern Oklahoma, is and her She's husband been doing vintage Scott, trailers. Yeah, they uh, they restore trailers, mm-hmm. and um, in fact, that's how we went to Moonshine Creek right. that we talked about maybe in our first show. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to write a book, Nicole? I do. Nicole Stott, who's yeah. that? And how'd she inspire um, you? Nicole Stott, she's a an astronaut, a NASA astronaut, and I heard a podcast about um, her book that she'd written about you know things that she'd learned about space and being an astronaut, and I thought, hey, I could write a book about. The things I've learned about being a teacher and mm-hmm. um, educating students. And so anyway, I thought, well, 
Maybe I'll write a book. Mm. I heard a rumor that you had a ghostwriter. I do. I have somebody. All I have to do is like speak the words and they write, hey, it's just chat. It's like chat GPT. Yeah. Maybe I'll be replaced. Chat West PT. I'll be replaced. Yeah. Well, um, we need to write on your blog too. Just even the the space links that you did last mm-hmm. week that you got oh, so excited about and, and just sharing those. Yeah, you know? the astronaut from North Carolina. There's my wonder link. It's too early for that. But astronaut um, Tom Marshburn, astronaut from North Carolina. I think you might have talked about him a little bit Did last we? time. Maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. I forgot. Okay. I'm getting um, old. Barbecue you know? smoker trailer. That's your number one. Oh, definitely. Why is that your number one? Because oh, I just love me some barbecue. So, Mike who's named Magic Mike at our church, who's in our Sunday school class, uh, retired and for about six years went into the barbecue catering business. And so he has typed up a like four-page, single-spaced summary for me, and I finally got to go over to his house where he had smoked a whole pork shoulder, which is about 20 pounds of meat, and uh, done a couple beer can chickens. He did the dinner for Night at the Inn, which is during the winter months, uh, one night per month that our church participates in an ecumenical ministry of providing um, a bed and places, you know, a safe, safe place, safe place, warm, place. warm place to sleep uh, for folks that are without um, housing and then also a meal. So anyway, I got all that and got to hear about that. So we'll, we'll see, but it really, it, it's, uh, it, this could really happen, you know, and I don't know. I do. I love, Cooking for people. I love barbecue. And so that's Basically, on the Wes list. wants to go into the catering business. Well, I'm not. Because he needs more uh, I think, things to do. Yeah, Shelly thinks I have too many hobbies. And at some point, Shelly's going to get some hobbies. So Maybe soon. Yeah. Okay. We want to get a new okay. Pearl Forerunner for you. Oh, uh, well. A used one. Yes. Um, okay, travel plans. So in the next five years, these are some of our um, travel plans, mainly local because again we've moved to North Carolina but we would love to continue exploring um, North Carolina in our area but also to go back and explore some of the areas that we love in Virginia Harper's Ferry and maybe do another wine festival at Monticello. I want to float down the river remember seeing the people floating down? Sounds fun. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. We're very close to Florida and so we've never been to Disney World and so that would be fun. Um, and then long-term trips, maybe, um, I'd love to go back to Germany. We'd love to go visit our friends in South Africa, Mm -hmm. New Zealand. I'd love Mm -hmm. to go back to see my, my host mom and family there and show Shelly where I lived and went to school and places. New Zealand is truly middle earth. And of course we could do the whole Lord of the Rings tour. Mm -hmm. And well, and I also, I want to go to Alaska. I don't know if Alaska is in the five-year plan or the 10-year plan, but I would love to go to Alaska. I've watched the Netflix show, Dr. Oakley, who is a, a wildlife and animal vet in the Yukon. And so I would love to go. And both I just are, love watching the show because I love watching the scenery. Well, both our parents yeah. did take Alaskan cruises, mm-hmm. and I think those were real yeah. highlights for them. Yeah, so I'd like so. to spend some time there. I'd like to go back to Hawaii. And then I'd love to go uh, back to Jamaica or, or a Caribbean trip. So, And what is the SEEK conference, oh, Shelley? The SEEK conference was this weekend, this past weekend. What does SEEK um, stand for? It's Science Educators. Space Exploration. Yeah, Space Exploration Educators Conference. There you go. Thank you. 
So um, it's a, it's a, it is about science. And last year, Wes and I got to go and I met my first astronaut there. And oh, they, they're, they got to sit down and talk to Jessica Watkins, who I predict, this is Shelley Fryer's prediction that Jessica Watkins will be the first female African-American to, um, to land and walk on the moon. I do. I believe that. Um, I think she is absolutely amazing. She's a geologist. Um, she was a rugby she player. She has a wonderful video. I mean, we'll, we'll include yeah, show notes she as is we're doing. Just, and we'll include anyway. that video of her. Because that's one of the mm-hmm. ones you had yeah. last Friday in your show, yeah. in your space links. And mm-hmm. I think just, I need to show that to my kids. Yeah, she's, that is so inspiring. Oh, and she's she's got a great amazing. story. And, absolutely. Um, anyway, so, um, but the SEA the conference was this past week in Houston, Texas. At, at the Johnson Space Center. Johnson Space Center. And... Um, it's just a really awesome place for um, science teachers and STEM teachers and to connect and find people in their tribe. They did a lot of work with the Artemis missions, of course, since we've just um, had the first um, Artemis mission one. Um, so it's just, I, we miss going. We're um, actually leaving town this next weekend. And so we just really didn't feel like we could be gone two weekends in February. So. <laughs> Yes, so that's, and then of course our son is, is there um, in Houston, so that's, yeah. I mean, I think we'd love to go to that every year and just make this the only year that we, we right. missed it, so. Something else um, we'd like, and this kind of goes into our health journey, is to um, really kind of um, get more into um, our hiking, but more on a serious note, we are thinking about maybe possibly making a backpacking trip. Uh, we would like to kind of um, up our exercise game. So I would really like to uh, maybe even work with a trainer. Um, so after losing 50 pounds and really working hard to keep that off, I mean, really working hard to, you know, instill our healthy habits. Um, I think it's, I, I would like to now, um, now that I'm where I would like to be, um, I would like to go ahead and start working on, you know, building muscle. And, and having and a goal, tone. you know, I was Absolutely. hearing some teachers at school talking about marathons and running, and I am not ever going to do that. I do not want to ever run a marathon. But, um, you know, having a trip to get up for, mm-hmm. um, what is your backpacking history, Shelly? Oh, my dad. Um, well, you know what? I never backpacked with my dad now that I think about it. We did a lot of camping and we did a lot of fishing. But I think my first backpacking trip was with a... Um, a youth group um, with our presbytery. I was a, um, I had already done a lot of um, camps and um, outdoor education, outdoor education, and um, had camped a lot. So anyway, uh, Sunlight Christian Camp, um, Southwest Colorado, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, by and, uh, Durango. Uh, with a group of kids from our presbytery. So um, I was a leader for that trip. So it was a backpacking outfit. And didn't you outfitters. guys get caught in the hail? That, that was our that second trip there. Yeah, I did that two years, two summers in a row. Mm. Um, yeah, and our second trip, we didn't even actually finish that trip. We got caught two days out in a huge hailstorm, and all of our equipment got wet. And we, well, it, we were it would need just we, it, should, we were lucky we didn't have kids go hypothermic. We should do a, a show situation. stories of backpacking and, and camping because yeah. that would be okay uh blue ridge mountains smoky mountains uh appalachia um 
Oh, we were thinking about having Christmas at Big Cedar Lodge with our family. Yeah, I would like to talk to the family about that, mm-hmm. actually. That That's would be really, really cool. My parents weekend. love Big, Big Cedar. and I think you have to make a reservation really, really early. Stay foolish. What does that mean? That, do you know where that um, comes from? Steve Jobs. No, I didn't know. So you tell me. Well, I just put that because, well, multiple reasons, but... Um, I think it's just good to be silly and to to be whimsical. That's something I love about teaching kids to to use Scratch and how you can record your voice and speed it up and you can do silly things and well, just be creative and fun. Okay, and- so I think it's awesome. I mean, anybody that's been around the Friars long enough knows that we have weird things that we say and things. And so the girls still talk about how you did the funny Dracula voice at the Anast announcements at school when we were at Cassidy. Oh, that's right. That's I right. did. Yeah. So Wes yeah, because loves as a, to use as different the, voices. As the technology director, <laughs> yeah. I was a, I, well, gosh, we had a new phone system. So I recorded all the recordings for each division and department and all this, as far as the phone, you know, messages. But then on our speaker system, you know, I recorded the emergency broadcast or whatever, but yeah. In Dracula's oh. voice. Well, but I think I just did one. Was that just for Halloween that I, I did? I have no idea. I think it embarrassed Rachel. No, but I think she kind of liked it. Mm. Here, do some Dracula for me, honey. Gosh, I've got to put myself in that mindset. Okay. Wait, how am I going to do this? I don't, even... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's time for us to do the end of the show because we've gone for 15 minutes and now you're going to tell a story about something, I think. Some, you're going to tell a, a, uh, a think... part of Red, Red Robot, Wild Robot. Oh, you're so... going to tell... Yeah, you're going to read stories. We're going to end this podcast. Then? Yes, okay. yes. All right. Well, obviously, long. I haven't practiced, so no. sorry that's so bad. So, it was weird, though. But okay. see, it's stay foolish. That's the whole point. That is. We're that's exactly right. And honestly, yeah. I think my favorite part of being in pilot training was pretty much talking on the radio. And <laughs> I think that using silly voices and expression is very fun. And I'm sure that's also what makes reading. I, I mean, our children probably. Anyway, that it just makes it fun, you All know? Right. So are we ready? Okay, so the okay. Wanderlink is, we went to uh, yesterday before the rain, um, Stevens Creek Park, which is a pretty new park in Charlotte-Mecklenburg. It's on the inside of 485 Loop, but it's like five minutes from our house, and it's a, it's a big figure eight, and we, appro- we went to the south, southern entrance and hiked half the loop, which is a little over a mile, but uh, it is absolutely wonderful. Oh, it's just great. It's like... Better than your backyard. I mean, the backyard is awesome. We well, love the backyard, but it's like hiking in the woods. It's well maintained. Five we've, minutes from your home. We've seen deer it's there. Fantastic. I mean, there's daffodils oh, and blooming the, um, now. The frogs are out. You can hear uh-huh. the frogs. Yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, if you happen right. to be anywhere in our area, that's. And then this is the Wonderlink, and this is yeah. the conclusion. Shall I so share this from? This is the last chapter of the book, and Wild the Escapes. Wild Robot Escapes. So, our story ends on an island where a robot was returning to her wild way of life. Roz had escaped from the world of humans, and now she was free to be her true self again. She could think and speak and do whatever she desired. And right now, what she desired was simply to watch the sunset. Everything is just right. Roz felt safe and happy and loved. The wild robot was home. And with that, we encourage you to stay curious 
and keep exploring. Wes and Shelley Share is a weekly podcast recorded and published on Sundays by Wesley and Shelley Fryer of Matthews, North Carolina. Learn more and find links to connect on social media to Wes and Shelley by visiting shellyfryer.com slash podcast. Content on this podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Only 3.0 license. The Wes and Shelley Share podcast is recorded and published with Anchor and distributed on all major podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and more. Please share our show on social media and tell others about us. Let us know on Facebook or via other means what you like about the show, that you're listening, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Stay curious, go outside, and keep exploring.